This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. I started the show by saying Brunson uh, has been the best player on the floor and wins against teams that had Damon Giannis, Katie and Booker. Remember, he scored 50 in Phoenix uh, against the Suns. And Bede, when they waxed him by 30 in Philly, Jimmy, that game at home a couple Saturdays ago on ABC, well, it might have been last Saturday, and in Halliburton this past week. Can he add LeBron and AD to that list? The Knicks, nine straight wins. They just wrapped up uh, uh, their best month uh, since 1994. In January, they went 14-2. and two. Ten of those wins were by 15 or more points. So they're not just beating teams. They are blowing them out, sending statements to the Nuggets and the Wolves and the Bucks. The Pacers that come from behind win where they're down 15, had nothing going, no Julius, no OG, no Grimes, no Mitchell Robinson. Uh, but they did have Jalen Brunson, who once again put up a 40-piece. And right now, that Jalen Brunson not just being discussed as an all-star snub, uh, but as an MVP candidate, where you could legitimately make a case as we head into uh, all-star weekend coming up soon, that... Uh, the list of guys having a better campaign than Jalen Brunson, not that large. So, I mean, Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, of course, Luka, SGA, uh, those are my top five MVP candidates. But if Jalen Brunson continues uh, to be this good and the team is winning at this clip, then he's going to have to be mentioned. Shout out to Tom Thibodeau in the running for Coach of the Year, obviously. Shout out to Leon Rose in the running for Executive uh, uh, executive of the Year, obviously. I think the most impressive thing he's done is that when you look at uh, the regime prior to him uh, and what they fumbled as far as their lottery picks, you go back and look at the last 10 years of, of picks for the Knicks, there, there's a lot of swings and misses there. A lot of swings and misses. You don't build a great team with a, 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 a window uh, that's open for a long time by missing on picks, and so, somehow they've done just that. And all you got to do is look at the last 18 months. Jalen Brunson, oh, how good has he been? Dante DiVincenzo, how good has he been? Isaiah Hartenstein, how good has he been? Josh Hart, that acquisition at the deadline last year, and, of course, OG Ananobi this year. The Knicks are rolling. Uh, this is a, a, a really good, fun team. Big test tonight with the, the nation watching ABC. Love listening to Mike Breen and, and Doris Burke. And, of course, we'll have the call uh, right here on 98.7 ESPN. John Giannone, Monica McNutt. I love her style. love her swag. So she's going to be doing her thing tonight uh, with the Knicks and the Lakers in action. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Phil, who, who comes to us from New Jersey. What's up, Phil? Yeah, how you doing, Scott? What's up, bro? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, listen, I've been a fan since 1969, right? And I'm enjoying the way the Knicks are playing ball. Uh, I just have some uh, uh, not issues, but if Grimes put the ball on the floor more, he's very quick and go to the hole. But here go what I like about Hardenstein compared to Mitch. Hardenstein will be at the rack, and he will at least try to put the ball in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Is there any way we can get – Robinson and Sims, when they're right there at the basket, just turn around, give me that little jump hook, <laughs> get me some point, get me some points, and put the other big men in foul trouble. I just think that if we get those two players to do that little thing, we even will step it up. And I am so excited about the Knicks. I can't I even make. 
plans <laughs> to go out because <laughs> it has to revolve around whether the Knicks are playing. Isn't it crazy, but man? I'm just excited about it. And uh, yeah, this is my first time calling you. You're saying I appreciate it, but it, it's really exciting for especially when you've been a fan for such yeah. a long time as I Yeah, I love that, to man. see us there. I love this phone call, bro. You, you've been rocking with this team, you know, for what now? <laughs> 50 <laughs> years. I remember. 60 two. years. Arthur Wingo. Oh, man, yeah, man, you've been rocking with this team. What, 50, 55 years uh, you've been a fan of this team. So, so I appreciate the call. And you just hit on something that I think is, is, is such a good point, man. Because uh, I mentioned I woke up this morning and I, I immediately was excited because, you know, I'm doing the show today. I'm going to the game, Knicks-Lakers. So I'm thinking about all the Knicks fans who had to live through just atrocities. I mean, being the joke of the league. Where now you wake up and there's not a game on, you're disappointed. When, when your team yesterday you were disappointed, you had to go a whole day without watching this basketball team. Today, you're amped. Uh, your point on Mitchell Robinson and, and Jericho Sims, I don't think the coaches want them to do that. That's not their game. You want to put them in best position to succeed. Mitchell Robinson just doesn't have good hands. Like he can finish lobs when he's wide open, but I don't think you want him with the basketball backing anybody down and doing a little jump hook. Um, Hartenstein's a better offensive player. He's got the little teardrop, and you trust him when he's close to the basket within his range to make a good decision. And he's also underrated as a passer. So he he adds a, a lot more to this Knicks team than you thought you know, prior to him being put in and, and as a starter and having to play some more minutes. Let's go to Yonkers and talk to Lavelle. What's up, Lavelle? How you doing, Lavelle? Lavelle. All right, let's go to Connecticut. We hit up Tony. What's up, Tony? Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call first time. Thanks for making it, man. What's up, bro? Hey, man, a little upset with these Knicks fans calling and complaining about Randall, like, uh, <laughs> compare us with the Pistons. I mean, I mean, you have so much patience with callers. Believe me, I mean, I mean, thumbs up to you, man. Yo, I the mean, Randall hate, I don't get Your team is winning. And, oh like, you're goodness. expending your energy to call up and, and discredit and disparage Julius Randall, who I for the third time in this I, new uniform has been named please. an all-star. Like, it's so weak. It's silly. It's corny. It's lame. Oh, Unbelievable that we are. I mean, I mean, I was nine years old in '72, and I still remember a little bit. <laughs> they have no idea. Yeah, man. No idea what's going on. I mean, this crew that we got, they all play different. I mean, who is going to beat this next seven games? I mean, I'm and and I'm glad. You know, we are getting hurt at the right time. Let us be healthy. Let us get together a little bit more. And I have no doubt that we can go to the ECF, to the Eastern Conference. Why not? Why not? Who is going to get beat this Knicks? I mean, these guys, especially the, the Nova Connection, too, they know exactly where they're going to be. They know exactly when to pass. I mean, and they all play defense. It's all about defense in the playoffs. And, I mean, I mean, just wait. You guys keep complaining or you want to complain <laughs> and talk to me in May. Maybe June, right? Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate the call. And, you know, it's sad. But what it's going to take is, like, let's just say, and I hope this doesn't happen because I really want to see him get a chance to exercise those playoff demons. But if if Randall doesn't come back and the Knicks flame out in round one, 
Look no further than missing a guy who right now is giving you 25, 10, and 5 assists. Look no further than that. You don't just remove that from your lineup and not get hit hard by it. That hurts. So sometimes it takes, like, distance, separation, or maybe a breakup to appreciate what it is that you're getting. And my fear is a decade from now, there are going to be a bunch of Knicks fans out there like, man, I really, I, I really should have appreciated that guy more. I really should have. I, I, again, I understand the playoff stuff. I get it. I get it. He's got to be better. But, I mean, this team is so fun. You should be rooting for him to get back and see what he can do in the playoffs. Because if he gets unlocked in the postseason, then your ceiling it, it just goes even higher. Goes even higher. Let's go to Merrick. We talked to Sammy. What's up, Sammy? Hey, Ty. Huge fan. Appreciate talking you, bro. About, I'm trying to talk about my Nets. Let's do it, man. What you got? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about, uh, uh, you know, Mikel Bridges, and maybe we should deal him. We need something going on here in, in Brooklyn. I mean, I'm just – we don't even have our picks or anything. And, well, you got the uh, picks. Just give, give you got the picks from Phoenix. Picks, you, know? you got the picks from Phoenix and yeah, the, the Durant trade. Picks, but they're not very – probably not very good picks, right? I mean, Booker's not going anywhere. Yeah. They're going to be good. It's not going to be high picks, but th- those are still some assets you have. I, I think that, honestly, man, like people keep bringing up Bridges – um, Claxton, because he's going to be a, a free agent yeah. at the end of the season. That would be. Yep. You know, speaking of Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix would would yeah. do well with Nick Claxton. That's that's a that's a guy I'd, I'd like Claxton to move. Anyway. You said what? What are we even going to get for Claxton? A couple of first bridges, we get like four or five. Maybe. No, you're not getting a couple of first for Claxton. We could be a free agent, but you could get something for him. He he exactly. is a he's a and I appreciate the call, Sammy. He's a he's a, a versatile. Big who can switch onto guards and protect the rim, like that's the value he brings. He he's not all that polished offensively, though he can finish like the lob stuff. But you know, a team like Phoenix, I think, should be absolutely interested in in in, in Nick Claxton. Nurkic is going to get eaten up uh, by those bigs in the Western Conference. So you know, Mikael Bridges, I would love to try to hold on to him. Now, if someone blows you away with like five first round picks. Then I think you got to be all over that. But you know, Cam Thomas, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, those guys. You you want to try to build your core around, and then see what you got. Royce O'Neal, um, Dorian Finney-Smith, Nick Claxton should be some of the names you're shopping uh, at the trade deadline. Let's go to uh, Richard in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hi. There's no way LeBron James is coming to New York. No. I mean, first of all, the Knicks wouldn't give up any of their players or chips. No, they what? would. They would absolutely. What they do you mean for what? Because he's the greatest player in NBA history. That's why you do it. You would you would trade Precious? Of course. What? Uh, you, you would trade? Okay, and OG? No, and you're not trading. You're not going to have to trade OG. Uh, OG, you keep it. So? Look, I I want to keep I, I want to keep as much as I can. I also, Obviously, so look, the Lakers are going to give him to you? I don't. Th- first of all, I don't think the trade is happening. I thought the whole of conversation was silly to begin with because the That's L- right. Lakers aren't trading him. Uh, they were just in the conference finals last year, uh, and they were worse than last year. They were worse at this time than they are right now. But just from the Nick fan perspective, like would I give up? You know, Grimes and Fournier and a boatload of picks and pressures of chew. Of course, I'm not going to take that. You know that. But I'm saying I don't think the trade is happening anyway. I, I'm looking at it through the lens of, of, of the Nick fan. 
Right. Like, the what? only way it could happen is if he wanted to come to New York and yeah. L.A. would accommodate him. A sort of, and this is stupid what's going to come out of my mouth, but the only way it can happen for the Knicks' point of view is like a Willie Mays thing when Willie Mays came from the Giants to the Mets right. as a gift, and he had two years left in him, and that was it. But this is not, not even near that. Yeah, and then I, Rand, I guess Randall would be in there too. Maybe you, like, there, are, there are a lot of pieces you would throw into the deal. I, I, I do think that there are people who, like Nick fans, who didn't want him. I mean, that's crazy, Richard. That's insane. I, I don't see it. And the way they're playing. You know what I think the biggest thing now, the Knicks, when OG comes back, who do we take out of the starting lineup? Do we take Hart or do we take yeah. Precious out? Uh, I think you go send Hart back to the bench. Okay, yeah, because yeah. Precious, Precious, I mean, I never thought you can play in the NBA in this day and age with two big men. You know, in the old days, we called that twin towers. Yeah. And nowadays, you don't even see one I mean the, the Bucks. The Bucks. The Bucks do it with Giannis and Brook Lopez. Well, Giannis is not a, a legitimate t- twin tower. though. he's more of a power forward slash type player. But these guys are two legitimate centers. Yeah. I haven't seen that in the NBA in a long time. But the way uh, Precious is playing with his rebounding and defense, I mean, I don't even know if I want. I mean, this is going to be stupid. Don't say I'm it, Richard. Too, I should feel like I want I... Randall back oh, in the starting line. All right. Good night, Richard. Good night. 800-919-3776. See, that's where you go off the rails. And, and it, it's it maybe it's my fault because, you know, some, it tends to happen with Richard a lot where he, he, he feels like he's, you know, it feels like he's making a lot of good points. He's like the shooter who wants to test. I'm hot. I'm hot. Heat check. And then he shoots the air ball. Richard, a lot of good points to start the phone call. The idea that, you know, Precious Achua is so good you don't want Julius Randle back. That's asinine. 800-919-3776. We get back to your phone calls. We will return right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. On Twitter yesterday, going around was this compilation video. Of, I believe it was Rocky Three, where he's training Rocky to, to, to fight uh, Clubber Lang. And just what an iconic, iconic uh, movie franchise. And he obviously was a huge, huge part of it. And I thought uh, it, it was just a, a good point made by listening to Rosenberg yesterday when he said, you know, now when you watch Rocky Four and he dies in Rocky's arms in the ring after the, the fight with Drago, it's just going to hit differently. It's going to hit differently. So R.I.P. to him. Just makes you want to binge Rocky. And I think that's something I'm going to do. Maybe this week. Get some time. Binge Rocky. It's going to hit a little bit differently. And Sylvester Stallone put out a statement uh, yesterday. Or maybe it was a, a video tribute he put out where he you know, thanked him for you know, everything he had done for him. And we we absolutely lost a legend. So RIP to uh, Carl Weathers. Julian, what's your favorite Rocky? Favorite Rocky? Um, I actually have not. Seen any what? of them? From you start haven't to seen finish, any of least. them from start. What? Yeah, it's one of those series that I just have to like sit down and just watch them. All. You got to get on the Rocky man. Got to get on I, Rocky four when he when he beats Drago. I think that's my favorite one. That's my favorite. Rocky two is up there as well. Yeah, I'd probably say like of what I know of them, Rocky four would probably be the best. But yeah, I'll I'll, I'll watch them and report back. Yeah, man. 
Uh, Carl Weathers, RIP to you, sir. 800-919-3776. I haven't watched the uh, Creed series. And apparently in, in the Creed movie series, there is a revelation of what happened during the uh, sparring between Apollo, Creed, and Rocky. I believe, when did that happen? At the end of Rocky Three, they, they decided to spar. Um, and it was revealed what happened in the Creed series. Never saw any of the Apollo Creed, so I got to get on that. 800-919-3776. We go back to Lavelle and Yonkers. What's up, Lavelle? What's good, Ty? Ty, I'm a huge fan. You're one of the biggest stars on the station, but I got to disagree with you, my brother. What's up, bro? I got to. So listen, you telling Nick fans what to be upset about as a fan of the greatest NBA franchise in history that now has the greatest player of all time is like a rich person telling a poor person to be grateful. I got first of all, you're a Laker fan, bro. And you got LeBron on your team. You had Kobe. You had So here's the thing, boy Randall. It's not that we hate Randall. Just me personally, just those of us who are honest. Him and Tibbs, and I and I, I call about Tibbs all the time. I'm just I just gave up. Because people call Tibbs a, a good coach and I, I feel like I'm being gaslit. He's a great he's coach. Not a, He's not a great coach. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So what is he? Let me ask you this. Wait, hang, hang on. Hey, Lavelle, hang on. Just before, I, yeah. I'll, I'll give you all the time in the world. So what's yes, the word you use to describe him? He's not a good head coach. He's he's not great in your eyes. So no, what he's is good. he? He's good. He's good. He's not okay. great. He gets called great. He's good. Okay. He's I. He's okay. I. But put like this. How many T's in the I? Master. How many T's in the I? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? He's a checkers master, but championship um, coaching is chess. Okay. He's just a basic guy. So let's put it like this. We admit he's not good at in-game decisions. Everyone knows he's not good at making in-game adjustments. That's one. We know he's not good at, at, at um, cultivating young players. That's two. So then you say, okay, he's a defensive guy. But the Knicks, for that case, should be top three, at least top five, and they're not. So it's just like – but anyway, the, the point is, the thing that makes Tibbs, Tibbs – Hang on. Hang on. Great. Lavelle. Did I not watch him coach circles around J.B. Bickerstaff in that first-round series last year, uh, opening round against the Cavs? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Because like, he's good, and he's better. He's, I'm not but you said, he's but you said, he, gonna, he said he's gonna, not good at in-game adjustments. I watched him coach circles around J.B. in that yeah. playoff series last year. All right, fine. I, I don't even want to – my main point, I want to focus on Randall, right? I want to focus on Randall and kind of Tibbs, too, because I, I know I don't want to take up all your time. The thing about Randall is – and Tibbs – Tibbs, he, he fits perfect for what Tibbs wants to do. Tibbs coaches every game like his game seven, and people applaud that. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, Ty, and this is why as much as I'm enjoying and loving this this moment as a Knicks fan, I kind of see the iceberg down, 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 you know, the way that we're going to hit into in the playoffs. Everyone doesn't play on night in and night out in, in, in the wintertime like it's game seven. Okay, I get so that, LaBelle. Yes. Into the playoffs, yeah, you get them in the playoffs, and now everyone's some, operating with the same level of urgency. Like, everyone's right. locked you in. you got to so have let some me, skill to what you Let do. me ask you a question, though, LaBelle. Isn't part mm-hmm. of why he has to coach that way is because he, does, like, he doesn't have a, a super-duper star. He doesn't have Jokic. He doesn't have Luka. He doesn't have LeBron or Steph or KD. Like, he's got a really good no, team. You're right, but it's little things, Ty. Like, Ty, for example, when they're up by 20, this is a little, little thing. That's right? fair. When they're up by 20. This is a fair you criticism. You sit your starters okay. and actually get your bench some experience. I get he that. He doesn't do that. He just coaches tight the whole game. And then finally, there's 30 seconds left. He finally sits Brunson in them. That's fair. And, and that's another thing. 
Julius Randle is a big dude to be playing that many minutes for 80 games. And then turn up the intensity now that, that, that other teams didn't have all season and expect him. And then here's the problem with, with Randle. He does not have a high basketball IQ. He has the IQ of a basketball. So what happens is when it gets into those moments, that's when he starts getting the ball stripped. That's when he starts doing the Randall handle. That's when all that stuff starts to come into play. So it's just a it, – I'm going to end on this, and I'm going to hang up. Notice the difference when Randall is out. Watch how the Knicks continue to roll with Randall out. But what's the difference last season? Any time, even this season, when Jewel, when um, when Brunson is out. But come on, Laval, that's unfair. They play two different positions. Obviously, you're gonna someone's your your playmaker, your point you guard, your full general. Make the run without without Randall, you say we making no kind of run without Randall, and I disagree. I think we'll be fine. It'll just you think that you're game. gonna win multiple playoff rounds against you know the Bucks and the Celtics without your second you can, best you can player? Lock it in. I'll call if I'm wrong. I will oh, call back. Lavelle. I promise you. First of all, Lavelle, no, this no, is a great. They got to make some moves. They got to make some moves. They got to get some new, some other players in the trade deadline. Look at me. Nah, hey, you got with the caveat though, bro. I'm not, I'm not trying to hear that, no, no, man. Okay, you know what? You know what? No, I'm gonna stand on it. I'm gonna stand on stand it. Stand on he, business, my G. Stand I'm on business. Stand on business. Okay. He's shoulder separated. He's gonna be going. We're still gonna win, 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 win multiple um, playoff series. Without I love him. it. I love you can, it, LaBelle. Look, great phone call, LaBelle man. I'll call, I'll call back at the end of the season. Yo, great phone call, call bro. Then, great phone call, call man. Out. Have a great day. The, the, this is like one of those go-to moves for, for Tom Thibodeau critics. It's the, well, he can't coach young players. I don't know, guys. I watched Emmanuel quickly become a really good player in this league under Tom Thibodeau. Uh, Quentin Grimes had a great season last year. I don't love his game, but he had a great season last year. Mitchell Robinson had a great season last year. There were a lot of Knicks fans high on 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 R.J. Barrett, and the reason why he never reached his potential was, was because, you know, he can't play with Julius Randle, needs the ball more. I've seen young players... Excel on the time Thibodeau. Derrick Rose won a damn MVP, youngest MVP in NBA history on the time Thibodeau. So I don't quite buy into this notion that he can't coach young players. I think he values defensive-minded guys with high IQ, and he'll live with the rest of it. And if you bring both of those to the table, you've got an excellent shot of being successful uh, in his system. Let's hit. Uh, let's go to Danny in Woodland Park. What's up, Danny? What's up, Ty? Hey, man, I got to disagree with you on the LeBron thing. And I know it's not even a conversation, but being a you know New York Knicks fan for a long time, I don't want him. He, he shunned us when he was uh, younger and uh, had a chance to come being, here. Come on, but that's now immature. He wants to jump on. Hold on, let me finish, though. Now he wants to jump back on the bandwagon for whatever time he's got left. I'd rather lose without him than oh, win with him. I got to be honest. Danny, I mean, it's so immature. And I, like, I feel like you should be better than that. You should be more. You should be more mature than the the the, the ridiculous state. So how long have you been a Nick fan? How long have you? How long have you been a Nick fan, Danny? So I guess uh, since about 1990s, 1992, 1990. All right. So so since the 90s, right? You so in the 90s you saw them go to two NBA finals, right? Then Correct. once 2000 came. Since 2000, you've seen them win, what, two playoff series? So you, you were living on a high for a decade, but then the last you know quarter century, you've won two playoff series. And you'd rather lose. You hate LeBron so much because he spurned you in 2010. You'd rather lose than to get him Other and possibly win a championship. Too, but, you know. um, 
Yeah, I don't want him coming to that's us crazy. and winning a championship with him. You know, that's that crazy. does it wouldn't even feel right. It wouldn't even feel special to me. Oh man. I I'll be honest, Danny. That's a terrible phone call, man. I hope you call I'm back, bro. It tonight, by the way. <laughs> and Randall is New York. <laughs> I hope you call back, but that's a terrible phone call, Danny. <laughs> oh man. That Julian, is that not nuts? What's he, what, what's he, I know you don't have a basketball team, right? You don't have an allegiance to a team? No, it's the Knicks. Oh, it's the Knicks. But is that not insane? Like, yeah, you, you think... despise a guy so much, like, even understanding he could help you win a championship, you'd rather not get him just because you're salty about something that happened 15 years ago? Yeah, I mean, if the if it was like, if you get LeBron James and that increases your chance of winning the finals by, like, 50%, he would be like, yeah, you would definitely take him. I could see not wanting to get him if you have to trade and make all these concessions for him. But if it's like he will help you win, not wanting him for that reason, yeah, it's, it's a little, a little childish. It's childish. It's it's so immature. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I love the Nick fans today, man. It, it, it's it's fun times. Let's take advantage. We got two football teams that just beat us to death with misery and with just, you know, dysfunction. Not less dysfunction from the Giants. They were just a bad team. But, you know, it, it, we're looking forward to it. It was bad. We counted on the Yankees and the Mets to do it. They flopped. We fi- we finally got a good team here in New York City, and it's the Knicks. Who would have thought? Right here on 9870 ESPN. And this is stupid what's going to come out of my mouth. This is the Ty Butler Show. On 98.7 ESPN. I'm willing to put them in contender conversation right now and assuming that they are going to be healthy. What I do acknowledge, though, is there is room for this roster to be improved. Now, having said that, what looks like the most talent on a roster and piece of paper does not necessarily translate to success. And there is something about this team led by Jalen Brunson, and it is only co-signed by any coach that has interacted with him. There is an intangible thing about him that embodies who he is, and it is trickling down through this team in terms of confidence. So I think two things can be true. I think the clarity with which they are playing, the leadership that they have, the incredible point guard play, two all-stars and a defense and offense that's top seven in both sides of that discussion, make them a contender. Now, if you told me they don't have insert NBA prototype on the wing, as a basketball person, I'm not going to blow you out of the water. But having watched this team up close and personal, I'm going to tell you that I don't know that there's a team that's tougher. No one thought they'd be this good. No one thought Jalen uh, Brunson would be this good. Uh, you thought you were signing a guy to fill a position that essentially was a dark hole for decades. And then Brunson this year becomes the first Knicks point guard to make consecutive opening night starts since Chris Duhon did in 2009. That's 15 years ago. You've been starved uh, for a guy like this at that position, and somehow he's exceeded the expectations to where you look at the contract and it's like, yo, that is a a, a discount, a significant discount. That's a bargain. Because he's being talked about as as one of the upper echelon players in this league. You thought you were getting just a, 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 a guy to play that position. You ended up getting maybe the best free agent signing in Knicks history who's now the best player on a team that Monica McNutt just said is a legitimate contender. So you have every right to be excited. 800-919-3776. And then that lends the question. I put this on Twitter the other day, and it got a lot of reaction. Is he currently the biggest star in New York? 
That is a very, very fascinating conversation. Let's hit uh, Brandon in the Bronx. What's up, Brandon? What's up, Ty? How you doing, man? First time calling to your show. Yo, appreciate you, bro. What's up? I want to address this, um, you know, um, listening to you talk about LeBron possibly coming here, which I, I, as a diehard fan, I pray to God, no. I want no part of him. Stay over there in L.A. Why? Has no, has no, no reason because I hate him. Why? I mean, he's, he's a Hall of Fame, a great player. But <laughs> at this point, we don't need that. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We Leave us alone. We good. So you're we good enough as presently young. constructed to win a championship this year? Oh, healthy with Mitch, um, Julius, and OG. Healthy? We can't compete. There's no reason why we can't. We can, we could, I think we could definitely beat Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, Milwaukee and Boston will be a fight. But we could beat Milwaukee. And Boston, who knows with Porzingis? You know Porzingis don't stay healthy all the time. I mean, he was healthy last year. I get your point. He's got an injury history. So my yeah, question you, to you, you know, Brandon. You know what I'm saying? My question I'm, I'm, to you I'm, is this, Brandon. Yeah. You don't yeah. think that even if it's by a smidge, your chances of contention increase if you add LeBron to this team? It would increase, but it would be all about him. And, I, and as a fan, I don't want that. It would be all about him. I, we do not need that. Mm. I don't. You know, I don't agree with the take, man. Uh, I appreciate the phone call, Brandon. Thanks for calling, man. Hopefully, hopefully, I get to hear from you again. But I, I, it's not going to happen. I, I, the conversation I, I thought was silly. It's fun. It's entertaining. LeBron to the Knicks. The Lakers were never trading him. I. I, I don't think Genie Bus was going to do that. And then his agent, uh, Rich Paul, came out yesterday and text. I believe it was uh, Brian Windhorse that LeBron's not going to be involved in any trade. Let's go to Staten Island. Holler at. Uh, Joey, what's up, Joey? What's up, Ty? What's up, bro? You know, I agree with that call. I think LeBron, it, it would be all about him. I really think if we won it all, I could just see him in a ticker tape parade in front of the, everybody <laughs> doing it. But, uh, yeah. And, and I, I got the other caller said, I used to be a, a Randall hater myself, but I'm really, really proud of him what he did this year because I, I really want to hate him to like him. And uh, he he really came a lot, you know. He not too many mistakes, not too much of that Randall handle, which you guys made up on ESPN. Yeah. And, uh, I but, think that was Rosenberg who made it up. Yeah, yeah it was pretty good because I really couldn't stand him because I said, here he goes again in the middle of the key, driving the traffic, getting the ball stolen from him. But this year, I'm telling you, I was very proud of him. He, really, he improved a lot. Yeah, he's made a leap, man. Joey, you you oddly sound like Tom Thibodeau, man. Anyone ever tell you that? No, no. Wait, no, hang no. on real quick. Don't hang up. I want to play a, a quick Tom Thibodeau audio. You know, we're thrilled about him becoming an all-star, and it's a testament to All right, Joey, you know, start talking commitment. again. Uh, Randall Handel. <laughs> Yo, that, is this like Tom Thibodeau like, calling into the station to defend his guy, Julius Randall? Yeah, I appreciate the call, Joey. Yo, J- Julian, you you get a little hint of uh, Tom Thibodeau there when you when you listen to him. Yeah, it sounds kind of like Tom Thibodeau on like an upper, like a little bit faster than Tom Thibodeau <laughs> normally is. Yeah, Tom, so he's got slow, a slower like... pace. He's a little, little monotone. Right. This guy's uh, he's let's just say he's Tom Thibodeau with a couple of henny shots in him. How about that? Let's go to Bobby in yeah, New Jersey. Works. What's up, Bobby? What's up, Ty? What's up, bro? Uh, I, I I just got a couple things I'd like to hit on. Uh, since you were just talking about Randall, you know, Julius Randall is a much improved player. 
He came to the Knicks. He was exactly what that last gentleman said. He has improved his game. But if I was the coach, I would sit him in a room for six straight hours and show him Akeem Olajuwon videos. And, and he's got to learn how to go stronger to the rim. No question about it in my mind. He's, you know, he's a big enough guy to go strong to the rim. He's taking that six-foot, eight-foot dink and dunk in front of the basket. Secondly, the, the, uh, the Villanova crew, those guys, I mean, they're balling out right now. But I think we're lacking a big man. You know, um, we, Hartenstein playing his heart out. Mitch Robinson, he's a great player, but is he the offensive player that you could get out of that position? Mm-hmm. I don't think he is. And the last thing I want to say is Quentin Grimes is a dog, bro. This guy is an animal. They put him on everybody's best uh, offensive player. He can hit the three. He can do everything on the basketball court. It'd be a shame that this kid doesn't get the minutes. I think right now he's the odd man out. Yeah. I think maybe they put Vincenzo up there for some trade bait. Maybe he's shooting the ball lights out right now. Wait, you, you, said, him. you said trade uh, Dante DiVincenzo? That's what, listen, you uh, are him out. out because... Well, who are you going to get rid of? Get rid of Josh Hart? Josh Hart's getting you 10 rebounds a game. That kid is like, he's like heart and soul. Brunson is going to score his points. Fam. Number two, they're not looking for a number two. You got Brunson scoring all kinds of points. Fam, you are so not hard. trading Dante DiVincenzo. He's been one of your best players this no, season. I know, he's, I know he is balling out right now, but you could probably get something for him. Nah. So what are you doing at the five? No, he's so you, valuable. You He's so you don't valuable. Have the points at the five that you should be getting. Yeah, but you're and, getting uh, points everywhere. The Knicks right now, Bobby, appreciate the call. The Knicks right now are a top seven offensive team. So you're worried about scoring from the center position. Hardenstein has held it down, and you have guys, assuming Randall can come back, who can get you your interior scoring. The idea that you would trade Dante DiVincenzo because you need more Quentin Grimes minutes is silly. Like that's crazy. Dante's a better player than Quentin Grimes. I don't love Quentin Grimes' games. Feels like he's taking a step back since last year. He's a little too trigger happy for me. Nah, I'm not trading Dante. You're you're bugging. You are bugging. Let's go to the Bronx. Boogie down. We talked to Chris. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going, man? Uh, just wanted to talk about LeBron and a little bit about Tibbs also. But uh, that last caller, yeah, he, he's bugging. Uh, none of them Nova guys are going anywhere. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a dub for that, man. <laughs> Yeah, if anything, I wish we could get Bridges, and that's just an open group, but that's not happening. Um, now, the LeBron thing, I know why Knicks fans don't want him. One, as he came over here, he's going to take over the team. It's not going to be Brunson's team anymore. It's going to be LeBron, and everybody's going to be – that's going to be the focal point. And if they did win a championship, it's going to be because of LeBron James came over here. It's not going to be because this team is gelling right now. And a lot of times when things don't go right, LeBron likes to kind of throw his teammates under the bus, so I wouldn't feel that. Now, the Tibbs thing, the reason why a lot of Knicks fans don't feel like Tibbs is a great coach, he's a good coach, um, is because when it comes down to, like, the playoffs and his defense, his defense really predicates around letting teams shoot the three-pointer. The NBA now is set up for people to shoot the three, mm-hmm. like, so when we hit the playoffs, when people are hitting threes, it's going to kill us. When teams don't hit the three, that's when we, we kind of shine. Like, if you look at that Cavs series, we shine yeah, because— Yeah, they, they, they the Knicks ain't hit a lot of threes either. Uh, but but the, the, yeah. the Cavs missed a lot. The Knicks um, benefited—I I shouldn't say benefited because they actively were you know, doing this. The rebounding numbers was what helped the Knicks. They were getting second and third Yeah, that was excellent against Allen and Mobley. Yeah. Um, but then if you look in the next series, he couldn't handle Bam at yeah, all. Nah, because Bam's too mobile for him. Yeah. Too mobile, exactly. 
and that's uh, that's some of the issues that people feel with that. Now, I called I called before the season started, and I mentioned something, and I, I think you kind of were like, "Nah, I don't know about that." What's up? My big problem with the way Rose built the team at the beginning of the season, while we were only two games over 500 before we got OG, we had too many guards. And we needed that wing, and we finally no, got I that agree wing with that, that plays. No, I agree with that, Chris, and I appreciate the call. I got to run. I I think you guys get too caught up in like how the winning happens. The the, the whole LeBron thing. A couple of callers have have said, "Yeah, I don't want to win with him. He he would take over. He'd become the face of the team, and I want it to be Jalen." I understand your allegiance to Brunson, but come on, man, Nick fans just want to win a championship. And I, yo, I I sit here thinking. Could this city handle that? The Knicks in the finals. I wasn't, I wasn't, I mean, I was here in, in, in 94. I was only one years old, 99. But this, this happening right now with social media being as big as it is, you know, fandom, people storming the streets. Like, could could this city handle that? That that would be interesting. Don't get too caught up in how it happens. And LeBron's not going anywhere, but if you had him on the team, you'd be complaining about winning championships because he's the face and not Brunson. That's ridiculous. 800-919-3776. We're going to talk to Kaz at the top of the hour, but we're going to run through these phone calls uh, when we get back right here on 9870 ESPN.